Hello, everyone. This is Caden. I'm host of Derm the Day podcast, and we're back for another episode today. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to cover a couple more high yield derm conditions. These deal with infectious pathogens, uh, which are very high yield for the USMLE and Comlex. So let's just hop right into it. All right. So your first vignette. A 22-year-old female presents to the office with painful grouped vesicular lesions on the labia. Okay, we'll give you a couple seconds. Let you think about what that is. And how would your diagnosis change if we had a 72-year-old male presenting for burning pain on his left side? Physical exam showed vesicles mixed with ulceration and crusting. There's underlying erythema. Alright, so the first one is going to be herpes simplex. Okay, and then the second one it's going to be varicella zoster or shingles. Okay, so the reason I kind of put these two together are they're often can present kind of similarly, um, but if you know a few key details, you'll be able to differentiate them, and really they shouldn't be too hard on the test. So we'll start with herpes. So the key with herpes is the grouped vesicular lesions with underlying erythema. Okay, with herpes simplex, that's going to be due to HSV1 or HSV2, which are also the human herpes virus 1 and human herpes virus 2, respectively. Traditionally, if you have oral vesicles, painful oral vesicles, right, with herpes simplex, that's very high yield to know that these are painful. Forgot to mention that. With HSV1, those are going to be responsible for your oral lesions. And HSV2, those are more traditionally implicated in the genital area. Okay, so in our patients, she had these lesions, these vesicles on her labia, so it would be more likely HSV2. For the pathophysiology, the virus enters in through the mucosa. Okay, that could be, you know, obviously oral or genital, anywhere uh, that you have mucosal entry sites. And then the virus spreads through the epidermal cells in each location invades and replicates in the neurons, and then it kind of chills out and rests out for a little bit, lies latent in the ganglia, and then reactivation can occur kind of later on down the line, and then the rash and the symptoms that kind of pop up later on, that's an immune response or reaction to the virus. So clinically, we already talked about these result in painful vesicular eruptions. The keys are pain, right? That can differentiate from a lot of different ulcers and the vesicles. So almost anytime you see grouped painful vesicles, that's going to be herpes, okay? You can have a kind of prodrome of tingling and burning pain. You can also see painful lymphadenopathy or lymph node swelling, fever, and kind of just generally feeling not too great, which is malaise. Diagnosis, oftentimes on tests, herpes simplex is diagnosed with a zinc smear, T-Z-A-N-K smear. 
um, that I've seen that tested quite a bit, but specifically if they ask you for the most accurate test, you're going to want to go more with a PCR or a viral culture. Okay. So PCR, it's a molecular technique. It's obviously going to be one of the most accurate ways to diagnose. If they ask you for a most rapid test, you could also do a direct fluorescence antigen. That's the most rapid test for HSV. To treat, you're going to want to choose acyclovir. You can also do famcyclovir or valacyclovir, but most of the times go with acyclovir. And then if someone has frequent recurrences, i.e. greater than six episodes of herpes per year, you can do daily prophylaxis with uh, famcyclovir, and I believe it's Gancyclovir, I'm not quite sure on the second one, but just know that if they're having this frequently, you can prophylax and give daily treatment. Okay, and moving on to our second presentation, this was the mixed vesicles with ulceration and crusting. So with our herpes, right, they were just vesicles, and they were all kind of the same age, another kind of high yield buzz phrase terminology they could say grouped vesicles of all the same age that would lead you more towards herpes simplex or hsv and if they say vesicles of different age or vesicles mixed with ulceration and crusting um, you know those kind of different aged aged lesions that's going to lead you more towards vzv or varicella zoster so VZV is also human herpes virus 3 compared to human herpes virus 1 and 2 for HSV. It's also spread through respiratory droplets or direct contact. The pathophysiology is similar to herpes simplex. It enters via the mucosa, invades and replicates in the neurons, lies latent in the ganglia, and then you can have reactivation and immune response to the virus. Clinically, um, this can kind of occur, it's a bimodal age distribution here. You can have it in kids, that's chicken pox, and that's kind of the varicella part. You get your groups of pyritic or itchy lesions, and they're kind of macular erythematous lesions that progress to vesicles and then crust. All right, you also do get your kind of malaise, headache, fever, just systemic symptoms, and you can have mucous membrane involvement. And then if it's kind of an older person with these uh, different aged vesicles or vesicles with ulcerations and crusting, you want to think more uh, zoster or shingles. The key here is it's going to be in a dermatomal pattern, right? Most of the time, at least on tests anyway, it's going to be a unilateral distribution where it does not cross the midline. You can also get kind of a prodrome of this uh, neuralgia type neuropathy pain, kind of a burning, tingling sensation that can actually happen before the skin lesions pop up. A couple high yield associations with varicella. If you have a persistent nerve pain that's lasting kind of a couple months, even in the absence of a rash, that's going to be your postherpetic neuralgia. If you have these lesions on the nose, the very tip of the nose, or uh, kind of ocular eye involvement, that is called Hutchinson sign, uh, associated with herpes zoster ophthalmicus. 
And then also if you have ear involvement, facial paralysis, and you can get hearing loss, that's going to be Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. So all of these three are pretty high-yield clinical scenarios you want to associate with VZV and be able to recognize on the test. Uh, Diagnosis, you just do good history and physical, should be able to make the diagnosis there. For treatment, uh, kids, oftentimes chicken pox resolves kind of spontaneously. You don't really have to do too much. Uh, Do make sure you do the vaccine. For adults, you can give acyclovir and then pain control for that kind of neuropathic type pain. You can do your traditional agents, you know, gabapentin, uh, duloxetine, some other options like that. And then Something important for exams is post-exposure prophylaxis. You give this if someone does not have or cannot recall a history of, um, excuse me, chickenpox in childhood. So if they're immunocompetent patient, they don't have a history of varicella in childhood, and they're exposed to someone with this infection, you want to give the VZV vaccine within five days. If they're immunocompetent, or sorry, immunocompromised, pregnant, or a newborn child, uh, you want to give VZV immunoglobulin within 10 days. So just some kind of high yield things you might want to keep in the back of your head for exams. Uh, Let's see. Keep in mind that the VZV vaccine is a live attenuated vaccine. So another reason it's kind of contraindicated in immunocompromise or pregnancy, right? You want to Keep that on the list of the live vaccines. Uh, Oftentimes pops up on exams as well. So kind of to recap, if you have grouped painful vesicles of the same age, that's going to be herpes simplex or HSV. You treat with acyclovir, memorize the zinc smear and also the PCR. And then if you have kind of an older adult that presents with these different age vesicles mixed with ulceration and crusting and also some kind of burning neuropathic pain. It's on the unilateral uh, dermatomal distribution. That's going to be more varicella. Treat both with acyclovir and then for VZV or varicella, you can also treat with some neuropathic agents to control that pain. think that about covers those. Uh, Definitely be able to differentiate these in clinical vignettes. Just remember those couple high yields, and it should get you a good number of questions right. Um, If there was any mistakes or any um, information that needs to be corrected, or you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And otherwise, wish you the best of luck. Thanks.